This is the day the Lord has made. Christ is risen. Alleluia. On this beautiful Sunday, this beautiful Lord's Day, we gather virtually, celebrate the presence of the risen Christ among us. And welcome to all of you, whether in Lakeview, the larger or greater Chicagoland area, Illinois, around the country, or perhaps even beyond that, as we gather in this most unique way for the Lord's Day this morning. Whether you have been gathering with us in our brick and mortar churches, two churches in the South Loop or in Lakeview, or whether you are new to our community online, a welcome to you. Whatever you carry in your heart this day, we honor that. We welcome all at Holy Trinity, but we also hope that you will join us as we work to bring a message of hope to our wounded world, especially for those seeking justice and those most vulnerable in our society and around the world. To remind us of our worship spaces today, um, here are just a couple pictures of our South, South Loop Church, a new sign in Lakeview, welcoming all online. Our mayor telling us not to gather The new way church is done, resurrection icon, spring blooming outside our space, the processions, the incense, the gatherings that we love so much. Easter, we are in the midst of the 50 days of Easter. Just a couple other announcements, a reminder that we'll ask you to remain muted throughout the service other than the couple times that the presider will ask you to unmute. If you've not yet found the bulletin, the service order that you can follow along with, this is available in, available in our e-newsletter and also at our website, htchicago.org live, and you can find the materials and the responses. One of the unique things about Zoom is that we're doing this live and that we can see each other. So if some of you that have your uh, camera off are willing to turn it on for just a moment now, we're going to scroll through and greet one another with a good morning to let us know that we are together as the body of Christ. Let's wave. You can scroll through the screens and see all the lovely people here this morning. Turn on your cameras, some of you. We know it's morning, but hey, it's all good. So wave to one another. And now we begin our liturgy with our gathering Thank you.
I invite you at this time to unmute yourselves and join me in the greeting. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen Alleluia. So of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please mute yourselves again.
Let us pray. O God, your Son makes himself known to all his disciples in the breaking of the bread. Open the eyes of our faith that we may see him in his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the people. Therefore, let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be, may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all of you who are far away, every one whom the Lord our God calls. And Peter testified with many other arguments and exhorted them saying, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized and that day about 3000 persons were added. Word of God, word of life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Yeah. 
gates of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Hallelujah. A reading from 1 Peter. If you invoke as the Father, the one who judges all people impartially according to their deeds, live in reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited by your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. Christ was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. Word of God, word of life. Be to God. Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, o Lord. Now, on that same day, when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them named Cleopas answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who is a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be crucified to death. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. 
Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When Jesus was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scripture to us? That same hour they got up, they returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how Jesus had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Is this a time for standing still or for walking ahead? Of course, as always, the answer is both. Today's awesome gospel is a favorite of mine and many. Yet I hear it differently this year. Everything is different this year. The story starts with a walk, a walk after a traumatic experience. Maybe Cleopas and the unnamed walker have PTSD. After hearing about the tragic crucifixion of their rabbi, their leader, their Lord, they've left the big city. They're walking on a country road to Emmaus, seven miles outside Jerusalem. Not much to say about Emmaus. Scholars today can't even locate it. I understand going for a walk when things look bleak. Many of us are trying to get out of our homes once each day. A walk, a respite, a bit of fresh air, a dose of spring, some exercise, some movement, maybe a new perspective. I still remember the day decades ago when I received a letter telling me I didn't get the job I so desperately hoped for. Now, this was pre-email. And even though I was one of the final three candidates, I didn't get a phone call, but a rejection letter. And in that devastating moment, I didn't know what to do. So I just started walking toward the lake. I just walked. I don't know if I was trying to process what had happened, whether I cried as I walked. I knew I would eventually call a friend call my parents, but in that moment, I simply walked. 
the Emmaus walkers are side by side, close enough to hear each other's breathing as they go up a hill. They're talking about what has transpired for them. And then, and then a stranger appears and walks with them. We can't imagine such a thing these days. A stranger, no mask, no six feet of distancing. The stranger simply asks, what are you talking about? What's on your mind? Good advice for us these days. Ask a question and listen. Let folks express what they're feeling. No judgment, no rush to give advice. The challenges of these days are beyond quick, easy solutions, aren't they? And here's the first memorable moment when the risen Christ, the stranger, asks them what they've been talking about, they stand still, they stop, and their sadness is palpable. They say to the stranger in words we might form today, dude, where have you been? Are you the only one in metropolitan Jerusalem that hasn't heard? And then they pour out their hearts. They name their disappointment. They stand still. They take stock. Mark Brackett is the founding director of the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. The current pandemic is changing the emotional landscape, landscape of our society, he says. Usually most people can't identify feelings beyond the triad of mad, sad, and glad, Brackett says. However, a recent study shows that 95% of the feelings people name now are anxiety, stress, fear, and only 5% are positive feelings, and they aren't joy or happiness. They're maybe a dose of hope or optimism. The walkers on the road to Emmaus use three poignant words that resonate deep in our bones. We had hoped. We had hoped that he was God's promised Messiah. We had hoped that he would redeem Jerusalem. We had hoped that he would bring an end to suffering and heartache. We had hoped that everything would be all right, and now he is dead. We know those three words. We had hoped this pandemic wouldn't disrupt all our plans. We had hoped there would be a test, a treatment, a vaccine sooner rather than later. We had hoped our government would have, have, would have responded sooner or more clearly. We had hoped we wouldn't lose our job. We had hoped. We had hoped to carry the baby to full term. We had hoped the cancer would be in remission. We had hoped the depression would subside. We had hoped that our work for racial justice would have, been, would have borne more fruit instead of revealing the inequities. We had hoped that God would spare us and the earth from ravaging suffering. Emotional intelligence means attending to all of our feelings, contradictory and mysterious as they are. And it seems more important now than ever. If you haven't practiced meditation, mindfulness, or other calming exercise exercises, now may be the time to plug into our spiritual tradition. 
and it will take some standing still to do these things, turning off the TV, the computer, the phone, being with what is deep inside you, hearing the birds sing outside your window, breathing deeply into what is, and being open to what will be. As the walk to Emmaus continues, Jesus hears the sad tale of the walkers, and then he reframes it by locating the story within the larger biblical narrative. He pairs suffering and glory. He reminds them that joy and pain are interwoven, not only in the Jesus story, but in ours as well. Oh, how we could use some reframing these days. Stand still, be still. Remember that we are part of humanity's larger story of struggle and resilience century after century. We are connected to people all over the globe, suffering unimaginable loss, grief, and uncertainty. And now since so many sermons are filled with so many words, the Emmaus story has some awesome images in art. Let's just pause a moment and look at, first of all, images of the walk to Emmaus. And then the gathering the breaking of the bread. As the walkers get near Emmaus, the risen Jesus keeps walking on. Thinking of it, think of it. He didn't show up in a large crowd, a political rally, or a victory parade, but in a humble walk with two grieving people. But the walk changes everything. Their hearts burn within them as Jesus opens the scriptures. What emerges is courage, resilience, the hope to keep walking into an unknown future. In this stranger, they sense something or someone they didn't even know they needed. Stay with us, they plead. Stay with us, for it is almost evening. Stay with us. And then they are at the table. The stranger, this guest, becomes the host. He breaks the bread, and it is then that their eyes are opened. It is then in the meal they recognize him. It is then amid hospitality and the sharing of food that everything comes together. Preachers love connecting this text to Eucharist. And I have every single time I've preached on this gem of a text. It's the story of Sunday mornings, the Lord's day. First, our hearts burn within us as the risen Christ comes among us in the scriptures. And then our eyes are opened in the breaking of the bread. And yet now we are in our homes 
separate from one another. We haven't communed in six or more weeks. We don't know when we will back, be back to worship in our church spaces. And if you're like me, we are crestfallen, heartbroken, deeply sad. Some churches are offering online communion, having folks get some bread and wine in front of their screens. Sacramental denominations generally discourage this practice. Lutheran pastors, as we can tell online, are quite divided on it, however. Now, we at Holy Trinity are certainly experiencing community and God's presence virtually. At the same time, I contend that we understand sacraments to be a physical gathering of bodies, of bodies around bread, wine, and water. Yet as the wider church wrestles with a longer-than-expected road back to large worship gatherings, I wonder what kind of innovative thinking or practices may emerge. For example, on Monday, Thursday, we offered to you an agape meal, the option of a blessing of bread, wine, and other food at your home tables. Dear friends, this is the time to see the sacramental character of all of our eating and drinking. This is the time to include mealtime prayers in your home, whether alone or with others. Some of us know, come Lord Jesus, or bless us, O Lord, or God is great, God is food, God is good. But it can be as simple as, oh, give thanks to the Lord who is good. Or even a moment of silence. Think of it as a holy pause to be still, to look at, to smell your food, and then to take a slow mindful, grateful breath. Jesus continues to surprise us, to open our eyes to holy presence in places and people we would never expect. God opens our eyes this Sunday. In the midst of a pandemic, we give thanks for all who are the face the hands, the feet of Jesus for our wounded world, especially those most vulnerable, those most marginalized. God opens your eyes this Sunday. You are the risen body of Christ as you work and serve, pray and dream for a new tomorrow, whether in your homes, on a walk, or eventually as you return to schools and workplaces. God opens your eyes this Sunday with heavy hearts, you may be more open than ever to see Easter revealed among you in surprising ways, even this virtual service. You may be more open than ever to envision a new society, a new church, a new way of walking gently on the earth. You may be more open than ever to share your deepest heartache and listening with compassion to others do the same you will indeed walk on, as the beloved song from Carousel names, walk on with hope in your heart and you'll never walk alone. Community indeed. But now more than ever, we may also find the gift in standing still, in being with what is, in expressing our fears, our tears, our hopes, our prayers in leaving space, in leaving silence for someone else to cry or lament. With burning hearts, with open eyes, and with one another, we will walk on. And I am sure of this, 
through the resurrection of Christ, a new tomorrow filled with Easter hope is already dawning. Amen. time I invite everybody to go ahead and bring your bowl into view if you had a bowl of water ready to go if you need to go grab a bowl of water you can do that quick but hold it up so we can all see it let us give thanks for the gift of baptism 
Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans and for rivers and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. The Israelites escaped through the sea. And Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all creation. Wash away the sin within us and drown the evil around us. Shower us with your spirit, that your forgiveness, grace, and love be renewed in our lives. Amen. Do you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Now I invite you to take your water and make, dip your hands in your water and play with it a little bit. Make the sign of the cross on yourselves or on one another's foreheads to remind you of the gift of baptism.
as always, music expresses what is deep in our hearts and we're grateful for both the lyrics and the music to touch our hearts on this day. This is the time of the service where we would normally have an offering and we respond with lives of generosity. We thank you for your continued support. Many of you give faithfully online and it is, uh, we also want to let you know that if you're new to our community, you can uh, give at giving.htchicago.org. Also, we're so glad that Paul Strom is in our office periodically and those of you who are writing checks, uh, they're being received in the church office. So again, thank you for your generosity and also for the many people who have responded to the Elvina Social Justice Fund. Over $8,000 has been raised in the last couple weeks and we thank you for that. Our announcements for today are online. And just to remind you, it's very easy to get there on our website by going to the news and announcements and the events and announcements. And the link, more information and the link, the Zoom links are right there. So you'll notice we're having a forum after worship today, communing with creation, led by seminarian Troy Spencer. This will be about, uh, about 10.45 um, after our virtual coffee hour. And even if you don't stay for coffee hour, you can return about 1045 for this special forum as part of uh, Troy and the other seminarians projects. Please notice the HD, uh, our book group, the opportunity to serve at the pantry. On Wednesday morning, uh, led by one of our Spiritual Life Center therapists, Spirituality of Nurture, if you're free then. A fiber arts group. We're having some interesting dreams these days and you might want to go to this dream introduction. And the next Sunday's forum led by seminarian Reed Fowler called to create, and you can read about that. And next Sunday will be the last Sunday that our four seminarians will be with you. And so if you, if you click on any of these events, it will tell you more and often give you a, um, the Zoom link for that particular event. And during these days, we are grateful to hear the faith stories of some folks in our congregation. And today we invite Molly Baron to share a faith story with us. Residences, but united by God's promises of restoration. We pray for the church, the earth, the world, and all who are in need. Echoing today's psalm with the response, give ear to us. Come to the church so burdened by heartache. Give us faith to know your loving presence among us. Open the scriptures to us and nourish us with the bread of your word. Direct our clergy and church leaders in their novel and difficult tasks. Bind into one all denominations around the globe in hope for the renewal of all things and uphold the work of the World Council of Churches. O God, our merciful Savior, give ear, give ear to us. us. Come to the earth, bless all the natural world, renew landscapes, cleanse the waters, and protect the animals. 
save your people, especially at this time, from destructive storms and floods. Keep viruses in check for the sake of your beloved humans. O oh God, our benevolent gardener, give ear give to, to us. Come to the nations, preserve all peoples from war and violence. Guide the leaders of nations, our president, our governors, and our legislators toward wise decisions in struggling against the virus and in reviving the economy. Teach all people how to share limited resources with those in greater need. Guide the work of the United Nations during this unprecedented situation. O oh God, our mighty peacemaker. Give ear to us. Come to all who suffer from the virus. Comfort the mourners, heal the sick, sustain medical workers. Empower those researchers who are seeking a vaccine. Stay with us and accompany all who are isolated or afraid. Give to those with prior ailments and chronic disease their necessary medical care. Especially, we pray for those we name here before you. You may unmute yourself to name particular persons and then re-mute yourself again. No, Corey. Amy. Amy. Emily. Aaron. Ray. Irene. Myrna Esser. Austin Sue. Mary Lynn. Linda. Debbie. Kent Mueller. Oh God, our compassionate healer, give ear to us. As at Emmaus, you joined the meals of the disciples, so come also to our tables. Uphold farmers, ranchers, migrant workers, and all who produce, package, and market our food. Guard the health of those who work at grocery stores. Bless the efforts of local food banks. Enable us to feed the children who have relied on food given out at school. Show us how to feed the people living in refugee camps and nations experiencing famine and drought. O oh God, our generous provider, give ear to us. Walk with us on our roadways, whether marked with sorrow or joy, and receive our petitions, both sad lament and fervent praise. O oh God, our beloved companion, give ear to, ear to us. Accept our praises for those who have died in the faith, including those who stricken with the virus, the medical workers who died healing others. And this week, Catherine of Siena, the apostles Philip and James, and Bishop Athanasius, each of whom served you in their own time and place. Accompany us now as you did them until at the end of all things we feast at your table with all the saints in glory. O God, the mystery of life, give ear to us. With bold confidence in your providence, O holy and gracious God, 
we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care. Through Christ, our saving Lord. Amen. Amen. Baptized into Christ's death and resurrection, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give, give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. God, who through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us the victory, give you peace and joy in your faith. And may God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen.
Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. You are the risen body of Christ in the world. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.